joined in the studio this afternoon by personal trainer and exercise nutritionist Alex Frew McMillan. Hello, Alex. Welcome to the studio. Welcome to the One Two Three Show. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for joining us. And so it's Friday the thirteenth. Are you a superstitious man? Not particularly, but I do always have a second uh, think about a, that day. Do you? Just, you avoid the black cats and <laughs> all, the ladders all well and the so cracks. Far. I don't think it's smart to walk under ladders in the first place. I think there's a reason for that superstition. Yeah, I agree. And I'm just not a cat person, so there's, <laughs> yeah. you know, there's that too. Um, now, we're talking about something that lots of people find quite scary, um, mm. which is carbs. Yes. We're talking about carbs. Yeah, we, we've been through sort of cycles of different devils in, in nutrition. And in the 70s and 80s, it was all fat. So everything was low fat or, or light. And we kind of established that that didn't really work because people got fatter <laughs> during that period. <laughs> yes, sure. Even though they were deliberately trying to eat uh, low fat diets. Um, now, at the moment, uh, um, salt, arguably, oh, um, sure. has, been, yep. has been figured as a, as a devil in the past. Um, science is really divided on whether a high salt diet or low salt diet is is good for you actually um there's a uh, quite a bit of argument about it and some talk about doing some tests on prisoners in the united states to see whether a high salt diet or low salt diet is good for them sure. that has a very bad track record because they illegally did some tests in the past in the 50s on prisoners without their consent Gosh. but in this case um it, it would be fully with their consent and knowledge and some uh prisoners i think would go for a high salt diet and yes. some some would be willing to go for a low one right, sure. and the good the good outcome there is you'd be sure that they're all eating the same thing it's mm. very difficult to do nutritional studies because people eat different things sugars and carbs are definitely mm -hmm. uh, something that a lot of people try to avoid at the moment and some people cut carbs out altogether um one uh a uh, guy who I've followed or started following at the beginning of my, my fitness quest is uh, a guy called Vincent. He's a, a body model. Um, so the oh, guy sure. whose abs you might see in underwear ads, things like that. <laughs> Gosh. Um, and he, he um, said that carbs need a new PR manager. Right. So, so even him, so him who has abs the world would desire is yeah. is a carb eater yes he does eat them yes yeah. uh, and he says that typically on a typical day you should be getting about 50 percent of your calories from carbs 25 oh, percent really? from fats 25 percent from protein um some people do do carb cycling which is quite an, please a, an aggressive please tell me it's eating pasta on a bike <laughs> please tell <laughs> right. me it's eating yes. pasta on a bike <laughs> good idea no but okay it's not what what is what is carb cycling well it, to start with um i would say that it is an advanced strategy so my um, nutrition training exercise nutrition training is with a company called precision nutrition from canada i think they're very level-headed and they recommend me only using carb cycling with advanced uh clients basically people who are high level uh amateur athletes or or professional athletes and people who have really got the essentials of nutrition nailed down because there's no point bothering with something like carb cycling and calorie counting even mm. if you're unable to maintain the healthy basics of nutrition yeah. but i mean carb cycling uh, normally would take the form of people uh, having high carb days and low carb days throughout the week so they might have uh, a couple of high carb days on very heavy exercise days okay uh, low carb days on on rest days and by kind of manipulating your body, by giving it more energy on the days that, that you're doing more energy, exercise, right? that's yeah. right, um, you can hopefully uh, get it to burn fat at other times, but you're providing it with the energy that, that it needs. So I do have one client who's using carb cycling at the moment to try to lose weight. 
Um, it's early days. We're going to give it a month and see how it goes. It's tricky to stick to because you, say, you've got. Your, it, is it a lot of organisation? It does. It, it takes a lot of organisation. It takes weighing your food, calculating Gosh, calories. Okay. It, yeah. it, it's more than most people want to go through. And I must say that Precision Nutrition are very level-headed. They they tell me not to use that with most people for a reason, and the reason is it's a pain. It's just, yeah, sure. And it's, if it's something tedious, it takes the the fun out of food. Yes. Then it's it's not going to be something unless you said if you've got your objective or your goal in mind you can you can really apply yourself but it isn't it's a whole lifestyle shift well yeah. a lot of this nutritional talk and and personal trainer talk has entered the popular consciousness so people do talk a lot about calories they do talk about carbs protein and fats these are all weird terms to use we don't normally or used to say oh well i'm gonna ha eat some carbs or would you like <laughs> to come true, have yeah. some protein with yeah, me today enough protein today yeah, yeah. sure um but but that's what we're getting into when we're looking at these uh, uh, um, macro um, ingredients in our diet, macronutrients that we get most of our energy from. Um, you know, regular people who are really into their exercise and fitness are paying attention to this kind of thing nowadays. So, um, but, but it is strange to look at our diet that way. Most people can probably get by with looking at healthy foods and natural foods. Um, yeah. uh, but I would say that carbs, yeah, are, are not the devil i mean we, there are there is a place for them in our diet and so a lot of I, I mean i hear a lot of this this talk around like diets and nutrition exercising people who go well once upon a time when we were cavemen yeah. when we were cavemen like obviously ignoring the fact that obviously human evolution is not entirely linear there's lots of different species of you know into all that kind of anthropological guff yeah but before then then people sort of say oh but you know once upon a time in you know when we were in caves and we just ate the wild gazelle and some fresh garlic roots from outside the cave opening or whatever it was and there was no carbs or i mean how how true do you think it is to look back into human history to think about right so our nutrition because i tend to be like yeah but we've evolved haven't we there's you know people have different lifestyles all this sort of stuff but i have heard that school of thought that's like what were the cavemen doing you know i mean basically that's where the paleo diet comes from oh, which sure. is very very popular and then kind of uh, related or perhaps a more extreme version is the, the keto, ketogenic diet. Uh, ketogenic diets basically almost abolish all carbs and uh, sugars like that and try to mm. generate the energy that we need from breaking down fats into ketones. Um, the paleo diet is not quite that extreme. It does allow some carbs, but uh, is thinking about what we used to eat. Um, I have read uh, research about this. To start with, there wasn't just one form of caveman. So yes, absolutely th There not. were cavemen yes. who didn't live in caves and lived on Pacific islands. Yes, absolutely. So what were they eating? They were eating fish. <laughs> yeah. and they were eating the things that were available around them. Um, the, the caveman who was eating a mammoth, that was only one form of human. And he probably was also eating fruits. He would have been eating grains that occurred naturally. Uh, I'm half South African, so I do watch baboons in the wild when I go on safari, and they'll eat just about <laughs> some, anything. Culinary insp inspiration, <laughs> yeah. sure, sure. So they'll eat almost anything and humans are omnivores we did we didn't just eat one thing so we certainly didn't just eat meat uh, mm. even before we began agriculture we would have been eating many things that we could get our hands on um other thing to think about is probably cavemen didn't live that long so 
<laughs> who, who knows whether it was yeah, that healthy? Sure. I mean, by the time you were 30, you were an old caveman. Yeah. And most of them died by the time they were 50. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, yeah. it wasn't something that really applied to, to a person who's planning on living to 80, 90, 100, however long we're living nowadays. Um, and uh, our lifestyles are very different. So uh, it's true. Most of us have very underdeveloped glutes or backsides mm-hmm. because we sit down a lot. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest muscle in our body. I'm sure cavemen had highly developed glutes because they spend a lot more time on their feet and, <laughs> and chasing things. Yeah, sure. They all had great bums, and that's yeah. what everyone's... <laughs> it's, 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 obviously, that's obviously something people still aspire to now. Yeah. Um, so, of course, there's this huge tra- uh, shift towards vegetarianism and veganism happening at the moment as well. Mm. How does that um, influence like how people... If, like you said, if people are... Is that does that work when you're when you're looking at how much food you eat and nutrition? Does it just is it a bit more work to try and get those calories and those? Sure, I mean vegans and vegetarians have uh, another issue, which is really normally getting enough protein in their diet, mm. not enough carbs. So they'll t- typically be eating a lot of pulses, legumes, which right. means beans, yeah, legumes. Um, it's a great word. Veggies, it's a great yes, word. it yeah. is. Pulses, yeah. I kind of like too. But um, mm. yeah, so they'll be eating a lot of uh, obviously vegetarian um, ingredients, and they can struggle to get enough protein. So when working with vegetarian clients on nutrition, you have to make sure that they're getting tofu uh, sources of, of uh, protein, and yeah. then also enough sources of fats. Yes, sure. So you can get fats from from vegetables, but uh, I would definitely be recommending that they're eating nuts um and which are very high in fat uh, and high in micronutrients the things that we need in small amounts like uh, each nut is a little different but things like uh, copper zinc and selenium are contained in in nuts that we need in small amounts um a lot of people are moving towards perhaps not vegetarianism but for environmental reasons are um or health reasons are giving it a a, you know a meatless monday or, or having certain days of the week where they eat less meat and we do have these new forms of uh, artificial meat being made. Um, there's one called Omni Pork made by a Hong, Hong oh, Kong yeah. company. Yeah. I, I think it's really excellent. That. It's actually delicious. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's I very don't good. eat pork, and um, I don't eat pork because I have a problem with eating pigs. Mm. I just I love dogs, and pigs are smarter than dogs. Yes, and we don't true. eat dogs, so I have this I have this issue. Once I, I realized that, I just couldn't I, eat pork I, anymore. I don't eat cuttlefish and octopus. For yes, the same yeah, because they're, they're too intelligent. intelligent. Right? <laughs> yeah. And like any vegetarian listening to us for ethical reasons, but like, don't you realize how smart a cow is? And I'm like, I do know that. I do. But yeah, so I think there's all these alternatives. We're going to go to a song, but then when I come back, I'd love to hear a little bit more about how I'd like to hear about. I want to. I'm trying to visualize how what you eat in a day, Alex. I want okay. to know how you integrate carbs. So this is Bruno Mars and Locks Out of Heaven. Welcome back to the One Two Three Show on this. Th- uh Friday, it's Friday. Friday afternoon, and we're uh, we're in studio with Alex Free McMillan, and we've been talking about uh, food group with a PR problem, carbs. And so I would I'd love to know more, Alex, about what what are the the Good carbs are there. If things you can make positive choices about. Yes, I mean uh, there's a big difference uh, between carbs. So basically, uh, refined foods are what we kind of want to avoid. So uh, carbs are actually uh, broken down in our bodies into sugars, and uh, they they um, there are different forms of sugars. So you've got monosaccharides oligosaccharides and polysaccharides in kind of order of uh, mm-hmm. complexity. Monosaccharides are the simplest. So that's uh, glucose and fructose, oh. the sugar you might get out of fruit. Okay, um, yeah, those sound familiar. Yeah, and um, so uh, foods that are higher in fiber, for instance, uh, uh, comprise more oligosaccharides and polysaccharides. So it takes us longer for us to break down those kinds of carbs, uh, which is good for a number of reasons. First of all, we feel full for longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, uh, fiber actually feeds the bacteria in our 
gut. So um, in our biome, our human uh, makeup, we're not actually all ourselves. We have all of these bacteria and yes, bugs living we do. Yep. up to 10 pounds, I believe it I is, of so, bacteria yeah. 30% in 30% of your waste product <laughs> is dead bacteria. Yes. I'm fascinated by gut microbiomes. So, yeah. so and they, it's very trendy at the moment to talk about gut microbiomes. So they, they yep. eat fibre. So we, we need to give them fiber, which is something that people on paleo diets may lack quite a lot of. because right, they, they eat high meat yes, diets. Yeah. And they're tending to avoid grains. And um, also people on um, gluco, glu, uh, who are trying to avoid uh, eating gluten, eating gluten, gluten. yeah, right. um, tend to avoid fiber, um, fibrous grains and so on. So they often substitute glucose products with highly refined products. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, refined products are what we want to avoid. So... The worst refined product in my book is high fructose corn syrup. Yes, sure. Anytime you see that on a on a nutrition the label, National Food of America, don't sure. eat that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's basically what's the the sugar in Coke, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, so highly refined sugar um, that just is disguised as a, as a different sounding um, product. Um, better forms of of carbs that we're going to take longer to digest in our stomach would be brown rice mm-hmm. as opposed to white rice, for instance. White rice is actually just refined rice that's had more of the husk taken off it yep. that contains quite a lot of nutrients in the husk and it also takes us longer to digest and is fibrous so go for brown rice uh, sweet potatoes uh, are more complex carbs than potato potatoes. regular potatoes yep. regular potatoes not bad yeah. but, but, but sweet potatoes are slightly better it's the same idea I think about things having their peel on right because yeah. even like a regular potato I think it's 80% of the nutrients are in yeah, the, don't, the peel don't peel well. the potato eat, eat yeah. the skin of the potato um, oatmeal would be is another excellent carb oh, yeah. um, that's actually oatmeal um, specifically is good at reducing uh, um, it, it helps with heart disease um, and will reduce um the amount of cholesterol in your body. And if you're going to eat pasta, go for whole wheat pasta as well for the same reason as you go for brown rice. So white, the whiter the pasta, the more refined it is mm-hmm. and the more nutrients it's had removed. Um, you can also get carbs from fruit and vegetables. They also contain sure. carbs. So um, strawberries and raspberries are actually very oh, high in fiber. They? I didn't know that. Yeah, they're very yeah. high in fiber. Um, I guess because of the seeds uh, and apples, peaches, oranges... Uh, with vegetables, go for colourful, bright veggies, and then uh, green, uh, leafy veggies, or and cruciferous veggies, oh, sure, which, which means broccoli and Brussels cauliflower, sprouts, and yeah, yeah, sprouting I, vegetables. I do, I do love that word. Well. Cruciferous is another oh, good one. It's delightful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Makes Not, you want to eat a piece of broccoli, even th- if you didn't. It's <laughs> cruciferous. Kids don't go for cruciferous generally, right? But, but My daughter it, holds a, a florets of broccoli in each hand and chomps them like really? a dinosaur. Yeah, Goodness. she loves it. She gets a prize. Yeah. Okay, so these are these these are our good choices of carbs. Now, I wanted to ask a little bit more about um, that. You mentioned, you know, this carb cycling idea and eating more carbs on the days where you're doing more activity you and you're exercising and obviously carb cycling being something for the, the organised, goal-orientated, focused, amateur to professional athletes yes. among us, right? Um, I wanted to ask about, um, like you said, about eating carbs on days when you're doing more activity. When should you eat them? Because I always have this, my tummy does a flip whenever I think about the famous Michael Phelps breakfast. And I looked it up again. So Michael Phelps, US swimmer, Olympian. Um, so his breakfast is three fried egg sandwiches with cheese, lettuce, tomatoes, fried onions, and mayonnaise, two cups of coffee, one five egg omelette, one bowl of grain, three slices of French toast, and three chocolate chip pancakes. 
Wow, amazing. And I, I think Michael Phelps definitely falls in the category of professional athlete. <laughs> so. I think he does. So I think he's probably, when I think about that, I think he's the only man on earth who should really be allowed to have that breakfast. But um, well, I was trying to think, when would he eat that? When the, would a professional athlete, do you do it an hour before you're going to swim three hours? You know, because well, For starters, athletes don't eat that all of the time, even professional athletes. Sure. They, there are off seasons for a reason, which is mm. your body can't really take all of the exercise that you're doing throughout the year. So off seasons occur not just because the the advertisers need a bit of a break. I mean, it actually occurs <laughs> to give the athletes time to rest break, up. Sure, and recover. Um, so all sports have have breaks. Um, so he wouldn't have done that all the time. He would have been doing that while he was training intensively. But I, I did like first of all the highlight that he drinks coffee. Caffeine mm-hmm. is a stimulant and is good uh, good for you. Coffee is good for you um, because of other ingredients like uh, car wheel, some other elements mm. that are in it. But the and caffeine see, I, is a stimulant that helps thing, you because I love I love plunger coffee. Yeah. And I've always loved plunger coffee and I remember taking it was a little extra thing because it, plunger coffee has soluble fibre mm-hmm. in it as well mm-hmm. I think. Whereas like an espresso doesn't or something like that. I heard I heard that once and always made me feel better about the fact that I wasn't a Starbucks person. I was a plunger coffee yeah, I mean, ground coffee will have some of the grinds yeah. in it, so that that will contain fibre. And then mm. there are other uh, goodies in coffee itself uh, beyond the caffeine. And then caffeine is sort of like a legal stimulant yeah, that, sure. that is good for you and will help your performance uh, with exercise. He also ate grains, toast. He mm-hmm. had quite a few carbs in there. Yep. Uh, fibrous carbs fibrous uh, with carbs. the grains. Yeah. I don't know uh, about the chocolate chip pancakes being in the good carb category, but <laughs> obviously not gluten free. If you're eating dark chocolate, that also has a lot of goodies in oh, it. Sure. So dark chocolate is uh, is good nutritionally and mm-hmm. uh, has uh, healthy fats in it as well. And mm-hmm. then there are other goodies nutritionally in, in dark chocolate. So mm-hmm. dark chocolate is actually not bad um, from an exercise point of view. Uh, in terms of when to eat carbs, in theory. It doesn't matter. In, oh, okay. In, That's in interesting. In practice, I think it does. So sure, sure. In practice, for most of us who are not on the night shift and who are living normal lives, it's good to load up on carbs in the morning because uh, you're going to need that energy and you'll be able to, to use it throughout the day. Um, so myself, I, I normally do have carbs in the morning in the form of cereal, something like that. And then um, I'll have uh, rice, uh, brown, rice, brown uh, rice with lunch, sort of like a medium portion of that. And then at night I'll have very few few carbs. Um, so I think that makes sense. But the idea that uh, breakfast is the most important meal of the day is a bit of a myth. Mm-hmm. The idea that we have to have cereal is a myth. Um, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. the idea that we even have to have milk is is a myth, actually, that um, came about after World War II when, when uh, milk was a good source of protein and cheap and easily available. So yeah, milk and cereals became popular after World War II. Yeah. Um, they're, they're not bad uh, sources of carbs, though, at the beginning. Oatmeal would be an excellent one to start yeah. your day now, with. Now, do you eat before you exercise? I've never been able to. I like exercising in the morning because, A, I feel like I've got it out the way for the rest of the day. Yeah. B, I don't like exercising with a full tummy. I think it depends on how quickly you're exercising after you get up. So I, I did have an early drop-off for, for my daughter at one point and tried to exercise them without eating. I did find that I had very little energy at that point. I mean, it was early. I hadn't had anything to eat. But I also hate exercising on a full stomach. So um, I, I would try to eat with a gap of, of 45 minutes to an hour um, before you exercise. We do actually have hormones, ghrelin and leptin, that are the hormones that make you both hungry and then full. 
after you've eaten a meal, you'll get this satiety protein uh, hormone flowing through your system, yep. leptin, that's encouraging you to, to rest and relax and digest, rest and digest. So it's not great to eat and then try to exercise immediately. Your, your body will be fighting you and telling you to relax. Yeah, so, it'll be telling you to have a, yeah. a, a little kip. So <laughs> some, some carbs before you exercise, but but with enough of a gap before you exercise is, is sure. what I'd recommend. And, and okay. that's the good reason for, for structuring your carbs with more in the morning, uh, a medium amount of lunch. Off towards them. That's right. That's oh, that's really good to know. Is yeah. it? So everyone is a fan of an Italian dinner. <laughs> well, uh, uh, there is a nutritionist um, who wrote a book called Genius Foods called Max Lugavere, oh. and he eats what he calls a fatty salad for breakfast. Oh. So he'll have a salad of the green leafy vegetables, maybe some cruciferous ones, and oh, he'll fantastic. put olive oil on it. He'll have some maybe some cheese in it. Um, so he just goes for a, for a heavy salad, you could say, at, at yeah, breakfast. Yeah, sure. That's a great idea, really. I've always thought that Western culture, we've got a bit backwards, don't we, in our breakfast, whereas a lot of Asian cultures... Yeah, we shouldn't be have... that rigid. I, no, I think... no, I mean, I think, and I think, you know, I was, I got into this, um, looking at this where you look in Asian cultures, what people can have for breakfast in like, somewhere like Japan, like they'll have some fish and some yeah. vegetables for breakfast, which it, is a delightful meal for breakfast. It, what it a great threw me idea. off the first time I travelled to Japan and I thought, <laughs> okay, fish for breakfast, all right, you yeah, know, sure. I'll go for it. And uh, it's good. I mean, you know, British people uh, historically have eaten kippers and things like that for oh, breakfast, haven't true, they? So, true. so they had, smoked salmon might be more palatable mm. we just got to back a lot from the um the uk and we uh, we couldn't me and my husband couldn't believe the full english breakfast i mm. think i you know i i'm not i'm i'm i grew up in hong kong i've never really had a full english breakfast and just seeing two huge fat sausages huge rashes of bacon a ladle of baked beans and a whole load of scrambled eggs on this plate and everyone tucking into it every morning that it's we saw it's extremely heavy i mean Gosh. It, it is cold cold weather culture right i yeah, mean if, sure. if you're but in I mean, winter this was in the heat that, wave this yeah. was in the heat wave yeah. then I, I would not yeah. suggest eating yeah, that that's sure. way too many calories it's, it's very heavy gosh well um alex thank you so much for joining us today i think we've all i think you've definitely gone you've done your part in providing a bit of positive pr for, hope, for carbohydrates so. <laughs> very grateful alex frew mcmillan uh personal trainer and exercise nutritionist uh this